Hey everybody, it's Corey Mosley and this is the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast, strategy, testimony, and real talk for all things entrepreneurship. And it starts right now. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Yes, this is the place that we are talking entrepreneurship, sales, marketing, business growth, tactics, tragedies, triumphs, comebacks, and setbacks. We're talking about all things entrepreneurship. I'm Corey Mosley, your host, and I thank you for joining me for another great episode And it's a great episode for several reasons. One, because you're here. Two, because you can't fake the commitment. You know, there's just a commitment to building your business, a commitment to pursuing your entrepreneurship dreams. And there's just people out there that are committed to helping you. I'm one of those people. My guests come on, not just so that they can promote their businesses, because in fact, we do very little of the business promotion angle. If you listen to our show, it's really to share those stories and insights and education that they can bring to the table, the lessons that they're learning as they pursue success. You know, we have multi-million dollar people on the show. We have six-figure entrepreneurs. We have people who are really finding their way in their business. But all of our guests, I believe, are super interesting and and have a lot lot to bring to the table. And there's nothing different today. We've got a great show lined up for you. I've got a uh, friend, client, colleague. All It's like a trifecta, actually, on the <laughs> show today, Shannon Loy. And Shannon Loy believes that every business has a unique story to tell. Now, she started her business, The Social Ginger, which is a social media marketing agency to help businesses find the best channels to communicate those stories to the world. Basically, you know, Shannon will tell you what sets her apart from many other social media consultants, because there's a lot of them out there, folks, is her big picture perspective. You know, recognizing that social media is just one element of her client's overall marketing strategy, she and her team assess a company's entire marketing strategy from its website to its email campaigns, then use customized social media tactics to augment that marketing plan and really help those businesses build relationships that, of course, lead to sales. Plus, Shannon's kind of got a playful approach, so she loves to make social media fun for her clients. Now, she also uses her expertise to teach others about social media and is a frequent speaker at workshops and conferences. Shannon, thank you for joining the podcast today. Hey, I am so excited to be here. Thank you for bringing me on, Corey. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you live in the world of social media. I mean, social media, social media, social media. We, you know, oh, my God, you just read the statistics, We, how we live on our phone and how we – I was reading a um, – I saw a meme the other day. I'm, I have to paraphrase it. But the point it was making, it was like 20 years ago, you went to the Internet to escape real life. Now, now it's the opposite. <laughs> you you go you go to real life to escape the internet now. So so much you know so much has changed, and so many things that we said we would never do that we do today. Right? You know, I'm sure there's people 20 years ago said I'm not putting my credit card into a a box. You know, putting my personal information there. Now we do it every day. We get in cars with strangers. We stay at other people's houses. You know, Airbnb and all of those crazy things. Right? And Social media 
continues that evolution. So my first question is, why in God's name would you want to put yourself dead in the middle of this social media uh, insanity? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why? Well, you know, and it's, it, it, more people want to know why when I tell them, you know, that I'm not a, a millennial. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a little older than, the, you know, the kind of the stereotypical social media marketer. But, you know, um, I have a lot of different sides of my personality, and so so. And just Does that make you bipolar, are. So, or are you? Yeah, are you... I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like I like a challenge. I always like to be learning and growing, and and I like to stay hip to new you know trends that are happening. I love technology. I like. There's nothing better than getting a brand new computer or another fun piece of equipment. Um, and I like working with people to help them build businesses. I, I you know I, I find the energy in helping people grow. And, and um, so, you know, the, the neat thing about social media and working with businesses on social media is that I get to do all those things. And I also get to be creative. So mm -hmm. it just sort of, it, satisf it satisfies a lot of the different things that, that I like to have in my life to make me feel more complete. So, you know, you know a, lot of, a lot of times in business, right, we, we talk about, you know, we say, hey, you know, you have to stay ahead of the trends or keep that competitive advantage. And, you know, we may say that to like a, a, a local coffee shop owner, you know, stay, you got to stay on top of things. But you, you really live in a world that changes. Like you could literally go to sleep tonight and then wake up tomorrow and Google has <laughs> changed an algorithm or, you know, has removed like buttons or now change this and change that like you're living in that environment how are you as an entrepreneur who's responsible now for you know all i mean your clients range across the board i was looking at some of uh you know you represent photographers and wine collections and hotels and i'm just looking at all the logos you know on your site from your clients yeah you have this responsibility also not just to keep your own business at the front of learning curve but the front of the learning curve is almost your business too. How how do you meet those challenges? Yeah, well, you know, I I, I make it a point to read a lot of, of breaking news articles about things that are going on with each of the different social profiles. I follow influencers that are, you know, very much dedicated to getting on top of, you know, new things that are happening, new new changes that are happening. And I listen to podcasts. I listen to podcasts of other influencers. So I do everything I can to stay ahead like of fearless, the game. Like fearless uh, yes, exactly, right? Yes, I know. Yes. I mean, it's huge. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so as long as I can stay ahead of the game and be a step ahead of my clients, that's the goal. And then I also make right. sure that I let my clients know that you know what things change. We're going to do the best we can to make sure that we get over this hump, you know, or we get to the next point where we can help you better. Um, and it's it's it's. I tell you, Corey. I mean, I've been teaching Facebook advertising workshops and, and, you know, the, the landscape of Facebook advertising has been evolving tremendously over the last yes. year and I mean, really in general. And it, I, the day before I was supposed to do my most recent Facebook advertising workshop, you know, I had to go in and capture new screenshots of what it was that I was going to cover. And literally overnight, they decided they wanted to roll out a beta testing program. So I had people in my class that had one version. I had people in my class that had another version. Oh, God, it was it was a whole fun thing. So, yeah, it's, it's wow. definitely constantly changing. So how yeah. do you – so Social Ginger, right, that's your company. H how do you how do you get here? How do, uh, where does Shannon come from to then get to the Social Ginger? What happened in, in between? So I – um. 
Um, you know, it's funny. I come from a background of music. Uh, I was actually, uh, I, I went to college for music education. I, the, the big vision was I was going to be a band director. Um, and I realized that I needed something uh, a little different. I mean, we won't even get down that rabbit hole, but there's a whole story with that. And, well, that uh, well, that's what you're here for. I mean, people, yeah, no, maybe that's, maybe that's your story thing, right? could, could help somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's just, I, I, I very much support the arts in general and the very fact that <clears throat> I had a background in music and in studied music and became a musician really gave me to the core, like the type of person that I am, that, you know, I understand that you've got to work towards goals, that you've got to practice every day, or you've got to um, do things to enrich yourself and better yourself and improve yourself. And so, you know, for me being a musician, that's been huge. It's also been really beneficial for the fact that it's helped me to be able to get in front of audiences, to be able to be a better presenter, to be a better educator for my clients, and just to understand that whole entire picture. And so that that foundation has been very helpful for me and also learning how to relate with other people, um, you know, your students. So, um, you know, I started in that, that, that particular arena and over the years, you know, I, I, I got involved with a, um, a large retail operation called music and arts they're the largest music i guess retail organization in the country affiliated with guitar center and i worked for them for many years and um did sales did uh management for their stores um a whole lot of different things and i just you know i got to the point where i was like i'm ready for something different i'm ready for something challenging um because i'm that kind of person i'm always going to be you know 125 percent in on something mm. um and i did that for that company and i thought you know how about i do that for myself <laughs> you know no, why am i hoping somebody else get rich why don't i yeah. do that for myself <laughs> now, now now let me ask you um, this let me ask you this question <laughs> so people in the theater right they're the if you're in a theater with people you're they call themselves thespians right yeah so what do you do like so i played trombone like I, I i know you played saxophone so that would make us fellow does that make us fellow musicians or is there like a term like where we're now, you know, because I, I played trombone for a good year or two. I, I mean, I just want to say in high school. So, I mean, I, does that qualify me as a as a as a musician? I I did go big blue, you know, at the high school. Is, is that <laughs> are we are we kindred now? Is that you know what what's we the what's kindred. the club? Okay, what was yeah, is that yeah. is there a club you're like a band. you know fellow you're band one time at band camp? You're totally you're totally in the band club. Okay, you know, okay, you get it. You get the grind, okay. right? So well, good. Yeah, That's what yeah, I wanted we're, we're to know. We're called musicians to clarify okay. that. Yeah, yeah, we're fellow music. We're fellow musicians. All right, excellent. Yeah. I feel right. I feel right there. So, <laughs> so you go start. So you go start this agency now. Social ginger now is is the ginger. I'm going to take a leap. Is that have to do with red hair? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, because I was just a podcast, the they can't see you. I mean, they'll see you in the artwork, but <laughs> well, you know, and everybody that works for me has to have red hair. I mean, that's part of <laughs> is that what it is. So, um, yeah, <laughs> poor David. Yeah, you know, I, I really, when I was trying to put my name together for my company, you know, I wanted something that had social media in it, and I just couldn't, I couldn't land on something that I really liked. You know, that seems mm. to really resonate for me. And somebody mentioned to me, they were like, you know, what about? 
like your hair and, you know, ginger. And I was like, huh. Right. So I got to thinking about it and I was like, well, the social ginger. And it could really mean a couple things because I'm a little social myself yes. personally. Yes. You know, so there's that. And then there's the whole social media. So it just, it just resonated. And I was like, done. That's my name. So, so, so for yeah. people, so for people, and it's funny, you know, everybody just comes up like my first logo for, for our automotive consultancy. I just, I woke up in the middle of the night and was like, I'm going to put, it was an M with, uh, with a road, like road marks. And, um, uh-huh. and I, and I woke up like 3am and I'm like, Oh, I want my name. And then the road and that's going to do it. Connect the dots. And then the next day I called the designer and I'm like, I want a road. Like, you know, you, everybody has this different creative evolution, right? If you think about your, uh-huh. you know, how people come up with the names of companies, my buddy has a tech company and he just wanted something to sound like a robot. Um, so he found like a robot name that they liked for in, for like a hundred bucks and bought the logo. And, you know, it, it's amazing. The origin story because in corporate world, now here's the other side of that, right? In the corporate world, I've watched guys spend tens of thousands of dollars with agencies wow. on what their logo is going to look like. You know, oh, we oh spent a hundred grand to come up with these, you know, four rings in the box and it's supposed to evoke emotion and all this other kinds of stuff. And I said, <laughs> yeah, it just looks like a four boxes to me. I don't know what, yeah. you know, what you're looking for. So, so that brings me to a point when we talk about creativity, when we talk about this idea of social media. Now, you have a lot of people. I know one of the things that you've done and we worked on together is is helping people get more into video, this, you know, video mm-hmm. content on some things that you do have done. What, what's your biggest challenge that you find people with doing video? Um, the biggest challenge is them getting past them themselves. You know, people, I think, have these preconceived notions in their mind that it's either too techie, too challenging, or, you know, the timing's not right because they're not prepared to jump in front of a camera, or they just, I mean, they just don't like the way that they look on camera, and they don't want to be in front of a camera because they feel insecure about themselves or maybe their messaging or how they present themselves. Mm. Now, do I have to... I mean, do I, you know, we, I think a lot of times we take for granted as kind of personalities, right? Mm-hmm. The the natural nature of that. Like, I don't do as much video as I probably, because I, I would admit I do a lot of that. Like, I need to be, I need to be set for video. Like, mm-hmm. I don't do a ton of random, oh, you know what? I have a thought. Let me go on video. I, I almost have yeah. to be set for that like I mean you've even been to our studio so you know like I need to be like set to to like shoot or to be in that frame of mind versus the more I guess guerrilla style aspects of of some of the marketing does I mean Mm -hmm. does everybody have to do they have to be on video no, I, I mean, don't think everybody I mean, has to be. You know, I, I mean, I, I, I sell insurance. I, I sell, I mean, yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I'm a, a notary republic and that's my business and I'm trying to build my notary <laughs> business. Do I have to be on camera for, to be a note, I mean, to build my notary business, like personally? You know, that's, it's so, my, my first instinct is to say no. Uh, and, and that instinct, I think, is is pretty right on, except for the fact that I have in the back of my mind resonating in my head the know-how of how things are really working and functioning in social media. You know, that, you know, Mari Smith, who's like a major influencer for Facebook, is is uh, 
telling me in my, you know, reminding me in my head that, hey, 70% of your content should be video uh, in order to have a solid, effective social media strategy. That's a lot of video. Uh, but does it have to be now, me? That being, no, no, that's the thing. So I believe that, of course, depending on your type of business, there are, there's, there's several different types of videos. So you can create videos that are what I call dynamic videos that are the educational tip videos that right. you can use stock images, stock video, and you just put your stuff out there, right? Or you can maybe capture behind the scenes videos of your team or interview somebody on your team or interview a client or get a testimonial video or get a story video made. The story videos are a little bit more of a production because you're going to want to really do a good job with that. But there's there's different layers, you know, and, and I believe there's really kind of three different layers. There's, the, you know, the dynamic videos I was just talking about, but then you've got the middle layer, which are more templated, more um, instructional, educational, but they're, you know, you're getting, you're getting a person in front of the camera and you're talking and you're putting your wisdom out there to the world. And then you've got the more higher level video that you hire a production team, uh, you know, a videography team to come in and actually do a more polished video for you. Um, so, and they all so, have their own place, you know? So like I'm big on authenticity. What, what's your point? Like sometimes people, you know, they're, they're taught or told like, Oh, you have to have humor. You have to be funny. What if you're not funny? What if you're actually pretty boring? What, what if, <laughs> what, or, or what if you're such a goofball, but you you're dealing with a serious topic? How do you, uh -huh. how are you advising your clients and in some of your education, how are you advising people to approach getting more, more active? You know, should they be trying to, trying to simply match what they think the market wants? Should they just be themselves regardless of what that is? What, what's your opinion yeah. on that? Yeah, I, th I think it's the first thing is an assessment of the type of business that they have going on. And is it pretty necessary that they get in front of a camera? If it is, then, okay, we need to do some coaching, <laughs> figure out like, right. you know, okay, you know, give them some help with how they should be presenting themselves and standing and talking and all that kind of stuff. And well, what's the biggest mistake that, you see, you know, what's the biggest, what's the biggest mistake you see right now with people trying to get involved or increase their social media? not planning, not thinking ahead of how you want to put your script together of how you want to put yourself out there. Mm. Um, it's, it, and then what happens is they mumble. They, they make their video too long and there's no point. Um, you know, whereas your video really should have, I mean, you've got like 10 seconds in the beginning to really capture your audience. If you mess that up, then they're going to leave. They're not going to watch the rest of the video. You really want to focus on getting what I call the hook. You want to get in there. You want to give them, you know, something to keep chewing on, to keep watching, you know, and then you give your point, you get, which is your meat, your middle content. And then you have to have a call to action or a closing or a purpose to your video. If you're going to go through and you're going to create all this, this video content, you want to think like, wh what is the goal of me doing this? And what, what do I want to get out of it? And if you're not thinking about that before you get on the video camera or create your video, then it's not really doing you any good. Uh, you know, in fact, if, if you're not putting your best foot forward, you may actually be doing damage because the people are like, who is this nut? You know, who is this person on this camera? So how you do know? you feel about, so, how do you feel about clickbait kind of stuff? Like, cause you know, you talk about catching attention, right? And I, I see a lot of people use these, like this one, this one, because it, it's fresh in my head. So I, I probably watch too much TV than I should. Um, but 
I have my, I mean, I just have favorite shows. I'm just like, I'm just not one of those people that, oh, don't watch TV, just work till you're dead. I, I mean, I have, I have some favorite shows that I like. And there's this, yeah. um, this ad that constantly runs about, you know, how everybody's look, you know, will your show get canceled or not? You know, what shows are getting canceled? And what's interesting is they always use the face of somebody that has like a really, really good show that, is not getting canceled anytime soon oh, to yeah. make you click on that. So like they'll use like Tom Selleck. Like I like blue bloods. I like his show blue bloods and um, that shows like renewed forever, but they'll use, they'll like put his picture and be like top shows that are canceled right now. And like, you know, it's not his show, but you click on it. Cause mm-hmm. you're like, Oh man, did my favorite show get canceled? What do you think about? Or I see like on YouTube, you know, um, this sucks. And then you get in the video and it's not that it sucks. Like, and then they kind of change the whole framework. What do you think as far as a social media strategy of kind of being more clickbait or controversial just to try to drive activity? Mm-hmm. You know, I, it, to some extent, I think it's a, it's a marketing genius uh, because you're, you're able to capture somebody to actually open and look because, you know, we're, we're all so much more sophisticated about how things work nowadays. I mean, everybody is more, you know, skeptical of something that they see and they may or may not open it because they're like, Oh, I know what they're going to do here. So if you can figure out a very creative way to get them to open that content, that's great. Uh, But that being said, like, you know, Facebook advertising, you know, if it's a text that you have a click, clickbait situation or Google ads, you have a clickbait situation, then that actually um, lowers the quality score of your ad. And so you may Mm. have less, potential engagement so you have to be really careful with that but that you know i i actually think it's kind of fun and it's interesting as a marketer to to do that and see how well that works but i I, you know i think there comes a point where if you get too sneaky with it or you get too off the railroad track so to speak that it can be a little you know not so cool but uh i think it's you know i like the idea like you were talking about with the with the commercial saying you know who's you know which show's going off the air you know they trick you like that i I like that you know because you know it's going to be something and we get that it's probably not that show but right uh, right you know yeah so 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 from an entrepreneurship perspective you know uh, you're you're in one of the industries or, or, or part of the business uh, I refer to as uh, a business of belief. And what I mean by that is part of what you have to do, and I'm not speaking for you. I want to let you, I, I want to ask you to speak to this point um, in this statement, mm-hmm. but belief businesses are scenarios where you, you have to do a lot of convincing, I believe, to get the investment from your customer. Uh, from the standpoint of them having a belief system that doing social media and getting on social and having a strategy and investing in this area really carries the ROI. It's crazy it is to say because we know, I mean, I, we buy stuff from social media. I mean, I bought, I buy stuff from ads all the time Yeah, that, that I see in the stream. So we know it works, but I think you're still met with a lot of skepticism when you sit down with a client or you try to obviously price your services according mm-hmm. to the market and, and, you know, also that reflect the, the value that you're bringing your customers. How do you, so assuming you agree with me, you, you do have mm-hmm. the, and I know we've had these conversations before where, you know, you're saying to a customer, Hey, you know, we need to do the strategy and it's X and they're like, Oh my God, I, I can't, you know, is this going to work? Does this social media thing, how, how do you, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of people are like that, right. In, in, in a situation mm-hmm. where, 
your, especially if your business is business growth, right? Nobody questions the power company doesn't have to sell you on the idea that you need power, right? Verizon doesn't have to convince you that you need internet. Now you may choose Mm -hmm. who you go to, but you almost not only deal with the competitive landscape of everybody wanting to be an agency, but on top of that, you have a customer who you still have to walk through the process to get them to see the light. How do you meet that mm-hmm. challenge every day in your business? You know, when I, when I engage with clients that, that have that skepticism, uh, the very first thing I ask them is like, well, how are people finding you right now? How is your mm. ideal client or customer finding you right now? What is their client journey? And that usually leads to, you know, hey, they started on the internet or maybe they got referred to me, um, you know, but I'll look at them and say, you know, do you realize that people make decisions not just based off of one angle that they are, you know, talked about your company? They, people have to be touched in a lot of different directions as far as a marketing strategy. So they, you may, you may have gotten I just want to point out, you said because, people need to be touched in a variety of different ways. I, I want to, yeah. I want <laughs> the, the views expressed in this show, clean, the, the views, the views expressed in this show are those of the guests, <laughs> not the host. No, no, go ahead. I just, I just with you. I, I, I'm sorry. I hope um, I didn't kill your thought. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, that's right. Man, you, you just got me off the railroad track. No. Um, so, <laughs> So I tell them, you know, I'm like, look, you got to remember that, um, you know, somebody might have been referred to you, but when they were referred to you, they didn't just go, oh, okay, let me pick up the phone and call this person. Maybe they did, Mm. but probably what they did do is they went to Facebook and they looked at your Facebook page. They Googled you to see what kind of reviews came up. They may have, you know, depending on the type of business you had, they may have gone to YouTube. They may have gone to, you know, Instagram or whatever, right? They're going to look you up. They're going to study you. They're going to look at your overall presentation of your business. Are you a viable business? Do you understand your brand? Do you understand who you're serving? You know, what are people saying about you and your reviews? So they're going to look at that picture and that's, you know, they may or may not necessarily engage with your content, but they're looking at you. And so whether or not, you know, you're seeing the metrics of, of engagement, like likes and comments and things like that. But what you, what you got to remember is that people are still looking at you and I call them lurkers, you know, because they're the, they're the people that come in, they creep around they look at your stuff and they never do anything with it. It's happening, you know? And and so once I have that conversation with them, you know, like, Hey, just think about your customer journey. And you may not personally be sold on it because maybe you're of the generation that you just don't care or you're like anti-social media. And I have clients that that's the situation. They're like, I could care less about Facebook. I don't want to get on Facebook. That's why I'm hiring you, you know? Um, But what you need to understand is that this is a changing society. People are more and more engaged on social media. People are studying companies and businesses. They're looking at your competitors on social media. And if you're not in that, if you're not in that landscape, then you're going to be left out. Um, especially right now, if you're not getting in it now, it's only going to become more and more important. And when I so, tell them that, they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a, right. Well, you know, yeah. I, I, I often quote a, a retired military general. He says, those who hate change will hate irrelevance a lot more. So, mm. yeah, I think it's just one of those things you have to think about. Now, now when we, you know, a lot of times we go social media, we say Facebook, right? What's your opinion mm-hmm. now and how are you advising clients as it relates to this? I hear people beat the drum on single channel, pick one channel, mm-hmm. go deep. And then I hear omnipresence. I hear be mm-hmm. everywhere. Uh, what, what's mm-hmm. your, is that, is that a, stre- is that 
a budgetary thing or mm-hmm. like is your philosophy so the so the guys who do my the guys who uh they've they've done the wiring like a lot of stuff in my house they've done a, co- a couple of my houses and they did my office whenever we would do something and whenever we were doing i'd go well you know what i want to i want a tv and you've been to our place so you know we've got i've got tvs everywhere mm-hmm. i've got this i've got that so you know i want to hang this i want to hang that and he looked at me he says Corey, you can do anything you want you are only limited by your imagination and your budget <laughs> so <laughs> that's good <laughs> so, so is there anything you want can be accomplished it's just that you want to pay for it so do you find yeah. so in your advice to my question single channel versus omnipresence is that a strategic decision or is that just driven by budget what are your thoughts on that yeah so i mean in the ideal world omnipresence for sure uh what i remind people of uh and i heard this you know from another influencer, social media influencer, I'm like, oh my God, this makes so much sense, is that you are leasing your time on a social platform until they make Mm. changes or move or things happen with that platform. And you got to remember, you don't want to put all your eggs in that basket because you're leasing it. They could yank it out from underneath you. You don't have any property ownership of anything, right? So if you go and you build this major following on Instagram or Facebook and things drastically change, you have now lost your following. So If you diversify yourself to the point of maybe LinkedIn, Facebook, consider Twitter, you know, YouTube, you've got a couple different places where you can build different audiences. Now, it's important to know, like, who is your client or customer and where are they playing? Where are they at? Because it's not going to serve you well if your clients aren't on Twitter and you're, like, hands down, like, you know, 10 posts uh, a day on Twitter and you're (laughs) you're not getting any traction, right? But my advice to you is to not just stick with Facebook and Instagram and not do the other stuff because why Facebook and Instagram are under the same company, same umbrella. Right. So, so like I thought about, about, you know, there's no, so, so I, you know, those are excellent good points. No, I was just thinking this idea is popping in my head. Um, and then I, I, I take the creative license as the host to to jump in. I, um, (laughs) I I was thinking uh, because I know a bunch of people, I, I know some friends of mine whose, whose kid, you know, had built up this huge audience on musically and was getting endorsements was an influencer. And now I say musically, nobody even knows what I'm talking about anymore. I think Uh about, the Vine people who built their, you know, who tried to get, build up this following on Vine and leverage that. Names that nobody even, you know, we don't say Vine anymore. We don't say Musical.ly. I remember, do you remember Blab? Yeah, I remember Blab. Yeah, yeah like vaguely, like right? That. Yeah, like <laughs> v- vaguely. So so yeah. those are all those examples. Now, I will tell you personally, people get on me because I don't, I don't, Facebook groups, I don't do it. And mm-hmm. and I have friends who have 15,000, 20,000 people in their Facebook groups. And I've just never, I've never, it's just not my thing. And mm-hmm. in our community, like, you know, my coaching and all that stuff, we close that gap. I don't use that third-party resource, one, for that exact reason, to have someone dictating control to me so you know people will say oh man you're not building your you got to build your tribe bigger you gotta that's the way to build the tribe and i just you know i just don't that's just not my that's not my flavor and i I think that's one of those examples where you know people have to find their lane i I think you'd agree with that i I had i had a networker um a network marketer or network expert um on the show dawn brooks gully you know her she's she's on one of our episodes and you know i was telling her how i hate mixers like 
Uh-huh. I I hate going to the thing and walking up with your half cranberry and chips and dip and doing the whole what do you do where are you from what kind of business are you in like I hate that whole uh-huh. thing but I'm killer on video I'm killer on a podcast like I'm killer on you know when I'm doing TV spots and you know stuff like that that's my kind of that's my tribe building so yeah I think do you do you agree from a from a social media end too that people also in, in in thinking of their channel is it just about comfort or is it just about where your customer is i think it's a little bit of both you know your story about your facebook group and it's not you know really your jam or your place that you want to be it, it really resonates because i mean I, I was just actually working with a client that was feeling the same way you know um mm. she's a coach and she was like i want to do a facebook group we, we tried it and she's kind of like you know what this is not my thing this is not what i want to be doing so right. you know if, if it's if it's not in your passionate arena then you're not going to do well at it you're you know and and for a social media company to be in there trying to promote your facebook group is a challenge because you know we don't know you like you know you and so you've right. got to think about like how invested are you in your your strategy decision? And if, if you're not feeling passionate about a particular element, then I would say pull back, don't do it. But you still need to think about, okay, we all have uncomfortable zones and is it just an uncomfortable zone or is it like, uh, yeah, this is not my passion and this isn't gonna work because this is not where my people are, you know? Mm. So, you know, if it's an uncomfortable zone, then maybe we need to talk about how we get past that uncomfortable zone and figure out how to use the platform so that it will be effective for you, you know? So I think it's just, it's just a study of like that whole picture, you know, before we decide how we're going to proceed. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. so thinking about the marketing, thinking about like social media strategy. So social media strategy, would you agree is a combination of both organic and paid? Yeah, absolutely. So, so talk yeah. to me about Even, that. How do you, how are you, what's your viewpoint and how are you advising people now when it comes to that mix? Yeah, so the very first thing I tell them is like it's it's about quality over quantity. So that's mm. the first initial approach. So if you think about quality, you think about what is the quality of the content that I want to create. And the the higher the quality, the typically the better you're going to do with that content. So you want to think, mm. you know, blogs, video, getting good images taken, um, you know, think about, you know, what are the graphics that you're creating? Really brand yourself through the content that you create. And you're going to find that that's going to speak a lot more than this whole fact of I've just got to keep pushing stuff out. So, yeah, I mean, that that's the first real approach is, is getting them to understand that from an, like from an organic basis, because Organically, you've got to create the stuff and we just need to get it out there. And then because it's good content, it's going to do naturally, it should do better organically. And then you can see what is it that's really speaking with your audience. And from there, we decide we're going to then invest dollars to promote something. So, you know, that's, that's kind of our approach with, with Facebook is, you know, this is our plan. We're planning on putting $50 behind this post. But what you do is we create a really good piece of content, schedule it, get it up, let it breathe a little while, let it get its free reach, its organic reach, and then we do the promoted post at that point. So, um, you know, I think having a good mix of both sides is good because otherwise, I mean, Facebook uh, and Instagram, I mean, all of them actually have algorithms that will put a halt to a certain amount of free reach. 
And if you want to get beyond those walls, it's ideal to consider doing promoted um, content. Mm. Now, how are you, how do you monitor? So I was having a conversation the other day with somebody and they were talking about, um, or, or actually, no, I was watching, I think it was Ryan Dice. I was watching the digital marketer guy and, you know, he was talking about the difference between organic reach now with a Facebook and where like LinkedIn is, for example, LinkedIn is where Facebook was in terms of still getting value out of organic versus a Facebook mm-hmm. environment where you really have to where you really have to be investing dollars into that. Now, I'm curious on your opinion because, see, I mean, this is the thing that I think drives a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners crazy is what <laughs> is right. And like, I laugh, you know, and, and I say this tongue in cheek, not to, not to what, whatever, not to take a shot at, at marketers or advertisers, but I mean, the greatest hustle that ever lives is, in, and I say this to the people that do work for me, the greatest hustle that ever lives is being able to say, hey, we've got to spend some money on this and we got to test it. That's the only way we know. Like, I yeah. mean, what a great hustle to be able to, to spend money. <laughs> I mean, to, to, to have an entity where, like, you're not really responsible, especially in the beginning for what happens because we have to figure it out. So I'm curious yeah. as to, to what your opinion is, because I've heard boosted, taking content, boosting it up. Oh, no, that doesn't work. You got to go straight for the buy. And then I've, then I've heard people saying, man, you've got to, you've got to, you know, boosted post. Yeah. You got to take your content and then push it out versus just running ads. What are you, where do you fall in that spectrum and how do you mm-hmm. try to create clarity? That's the word of the day clarity Mm -hmm. for your clients i'm an entrepreneur i'm trying to get clear on on my marketing strategy and what i should be doing um because one of the things that you talked about also i'm stacking questions on you but one of the things you i I heard you say also was just the quality aspect because so many people only hear you need to be posting three to four times a day to each of your outlets and Mm -hmm. and they just try to achieve that goal not does this match my message? Is this is this have a logical conclusion for a customer? Is this a call to action? Is this creating next steps? Like a lot of people skip that. So I, I stacked a couple of questions on you. One, mm-hmm. what are you, what are your thoughts on boosting stuff versus just going straight to the ad for conversion? And then um, and then number two, how how do you generally help your clients? Or how would you advise our listeners? to try to create clarity in this world where everybody has an opinion because I find sometimes when you build your name on an opinion, I don't, I, mm-hmm. I think some people out here can't change even if they want it to like, right. You, you got a live stream. So all your money's made on selling courses on how to live stream and, and how to go live and <laughs> how to do this. Even if you change mm-hmm. your mind, I think it's tough for people. So I think there's people potentially giving advice i'd love to hear your thoughts on this i threw a third question at you welcome to my (laughs) welcome to my podcast (laughs) welcome to my podcast by the way um i'm going to be curious to hear your opinion on that too because i think there's people out there that have built their business on one idea and they and they can't too big to fail as they say and they can't change that idea if they wanted to all right go ahead respond (laughs) to all of that the boosting question because that might actually answer some of the other stuff that you're asking. Okay. And so this is a challenge, you know, and it, it, it's, it's, it's really, you know, I, I think I'm just going to put a heartfelt answer out there. Um, and the thing is, is 
people say you shouldn't boost posts. Okay. I think that we need to look at it from a couple different angles. Uh, and when I say boost posts, Corey, there is a difference between pushing the blue button on your Facebook page and putting money behind it and actually going into ads manager and using better targeting mm -hmm. um, and running a, a what I call a promoted post. Promoted post is the direction that I recommend everybody go. There's a little bit, uh, a little bit more of a strategic angle and how you do that and how you build your audiences and how you build your targeting. But you can do so much better targeting going through ad manager than you can through boosting posts. Now, then the question becomes, do you want to promote a post or do you want to just run a, a, what they call a dark ad, an ad that is specifically targeted to people that you want to reach because of whatever it is that you're doing, okay? What I have found in um, working with clients as well as running them for my own agency is that promoted posts generally do better for smaller businesses that have smaller budgets. If you have a smaller budget, promote posts. There's a couple reasons. So you're, you're getting more traction with the stuff that's on your page. When somebody goes and visits your page and they see that you've got a bunch of likes and comments, they're going to think that your page is happening when they, they're not going to know any different. They're not going to know that you ran an ad. They're going to see that you're getting a bunch of engagement and that's going to speak volumes for how you visually put yourself out there to the world. Okay. But then you're also, you can better target through promoting posts to the audience that you want to target to. So, you know, you might have 2000 followers. Some of them live overseas. Some of them are in the state that you live. You want to think about like, where, okay, is this an event you're having locally? Okay, great. We don't need to target people who are overseas. Let's just focus on people who live in your area or your neck of the woods. So that, I think, works really well when you're thinking of the promotion side of it. Now, the ads, the, the, the more, you know, larger scope ads, what I have found is that, you know, the, the real estate for ads has diminished quite a bit because a lot more people are in the game. A lot more people are trying to play. And with that said, a lot bigger companies are also playing that have larger budgets. What I'm finding is that because there is less, less um, inventory to put an ad and there are larger companies that have bigger budgets, when you're a smaller business and you're trying to run an ad, it's harder for you to get your, your, your ad out there. Um, now, if you're focusing more locally, you, you probably have better luck than if you try to do like a national campaign. And I've experienced that personally. I've experienced that with clients and it just, it, it's kind of disheartening a little bit. Um, and that's why I say mm -hmm. I want to kind of get raw here and tell you that. But right. um, if you are a company that has a bigger budget and the ability to really continuously put a presence out there, then it's, it's a stay game. It's a consistent stay game. You've got to just stay at it. And at some point people will choose to do business with you. And it goes back to that thought process of, um, you know, with, you know, say you're, you're dating, you don't just immediately ask someone to marry you on the first date in general. Right. Um, right. You know, it, it, so that's the same concept when you're doing any sort of marketing. And so, you know, it's really hard to get conversions out of the gate to a cold audience. So when you're promoting content or promoting posts from your page and you're a small business and you're building your business, if you're promoting that stuff and you're continuously doing it, you're going to see over time that your audience gets bigger. It gets more devoted. You're going to see conversions increase um, because people, your audience is getting warmer and warmer to what you have to say, what you do. And so your likelihood of converting is higher. All right. So, so let's pivot for a second. I want to go, I, I want to go back to you for a moment. 
What would you say has been your biggest challenge building your agency? How you, you started your agency when? What year? So I started, I got my business license in 2015. It was, okay. it was the winter of 2015. Um, and so we're in five years. And okay. the, you know, the first year was like a part-time situation. So I worked full-time for a company. You know, a so side hustle you started? Which, you started with the yeah, side sort of, hustle. Yeah, it was. Okay. It was. The I side had hustle. Money. And, yep. you know, yep. I, was, I was doing the social media thing for this other business, and I saw how valuable it was and how effective it was. And so I started doing it for other people. And then I just decided to shift. I was like, you know what? I want to do my thing. So I started my own company, and I started doing it um, for other businesses and other types of businesses. Got so it. So it's just – it's been a grind. So, so what's Five been your biggest challenge? What's your biggest challenge been? You know, the biggest challenge is – the growth um, and preparing for growth and when it happens, being ready because, you know, the, the company right now, my company is bigger than me. Uh, I have two employees and I have subcontractors that I work with as well. But, you know, there was a while there where I was doing the teeter dance, you know, you, you'd get, mm. you get enough client volume and enough income coming in that you're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to hire somebody. Right. Right. <laughs> and, right. and then things would shift and you wouldn't be able to do that. And then, then you would get another inquiry wanting another client. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have the capacity. And I don't know about you, but I hate missing opportunity. I hate missing, you know, I want to be ready. Right. So right. there is that dance. You know, and finally, I just had to make that decision as as a as a business owner to just take the leap of faith that you know I saw that you know the company is getting enough uh, inquiries about potential you know management and that kind of thing that I had to take the leap of faith that I'm just going to get a full time person on the team and we're going to move forward and it's going to work. You know. Mm. Mm -hmm. Final question. Well, final question for this part. What do you tell people about where to start? They say, where should I start? I want to, I'm, I'm starting my business, whatever it is, or I'm trying to build my business, um, or I'm in business, but I'm not really on social media. How do you answer mm -hmm. the, where do I start question? Now, do you mean, where do I start with like getting my marketing in order for my business or just, yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, so whether I'm starting a business and I know I need to get on social media or, you know, Hey, we're a family business. We've been around for 10 years and we paint houses, but we don't have a social presence. Where do we start? Mm -hmm. My, my first recommendation is before I, you know, social media is not going to work for you right out of the gate and you have to have other components in place before you really hit hard with social media. And those components are a website that speaks about your business. And then having a Google presence, I, I always recommend to folks to start a Google My Business uh, account and put a place where people can review you, connect it to your website. Just get a foundation for searchability on Google. Uh, because if people can't find you on Google, then you're not a business. I mean, that's how that's generally how people start is they start searching on Google and looking for a business that does what they need. Um, and then from there, you know, basically at least start a Facebook page and then, you know, decide, you know, how else do I want to put myself out there? But you need to make sure that, you know, if you're going to do it, you're going to be all in. So now I want to know huh? <laughs> what's been your craziest entrepreneurship moment? My craziest entrepreneurship moment. Um, you know, I decided a year, about a year ago, to go to the social media marketing world. Okay. And yep. that happens every year. Yeah. Yep. In San Diego. Yeah. Yep. And I just, I wanted to immerse myself in a bunch of other nutsos that like social media. 
<laughs> no wait, that, that, no totally wait. That, that. That's what you got. That's what you got for me for craziest <laughs> moment. Like you're not, you're I, not I, I remember. You're not letting me get there. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, land the plane. Go ahead. Land. Sure, okay, we're landing the plane. All okay. right. So, so I went to social media marketing world, and I decided I wanted to do a Facebook Live while I was there because I was like all inspired. I heard all this great stuff, and it was so cool to see the magic of how social media works for the for this fact. On the Facebook Live, I tagged Mari Smith, who is in my eyes, like the, the Facebook guru goddess gal. Okay. So I tagged her cause I had just listened to her keynote and I had, I, I can't remember. I had like hundreds of people watching my Facebook live and commenting and sharing. And I got this like total influx of just random people liking my page. And it was mm. really exciting to see that. And these are people that had no idea who I was, but it was got neat it. to see that okay. you know this happened in this energy for social media so i know All it's right, not really I'll, an I'll entrepreneurial moment but it you know it was kind of crazy so i mean it was it was a good light bulb i mean yeah i mean certainly not yes. as sexy as <laughs> you know falling off the stage or you know yeah. uh, uh you know uh, jeff bezos replying to your email or something like that but okay <laughs> we'll we'll take it <laughs> all right okay so <laughs> No, I mean, I do. Ex- I, I, now, maybe I was expecting more from someone who whose favorite emoji is the poop emoji. I don't know. I was well, maybe thinking something uh, else. Well, we have a story the, with that. Maybe I should share that with you. I'm sorry. The, why <laughs> so you love the things. poop? Why you love the poop emoji? Yeah. No, we're gonna go. We're gonna go into the entrepreneurship <laughs> rapid fire section. So <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna, we're gonna save that for another episode. The the poop That's emoji uh, fascination. But in this part of the show, I'm gonna ask you uh, some rapid fire questions, and we want to give our listeners just some insight into how you tick as an entrepreneur are you ready i want you to give me the first answer this isn't jeopardy we're not going to commercial i want you to tell me the first thing that pops off of your head okay you ready you got it yep all right here we go pc or mac pc sorry to hear that favorite credit card for small business uh i guess my southwest airlines to fly somewhere cool (laughs) okay physical planner or digital planner physical Got to write favorite, it down. Got to write it down. Favorite software to manage your business? Um, we use Agora Pulse. Love it. Okay. Uh, Starbucks, Dunkin', or other? Wawa. Wawa. Okay. Shout out to Wawa. All right. She likes <laughs> to save. You don't know what that few, is. <laughs> she likes to save a few <laughs> dollars. <laughs> I save dollars, but I tell you, Corey, they got great coffee. Yeah, I you mean, just you roll up in there and get your coffee. Uh, all that DIY, you like that DIY stuff. I don't, I'm not like yeah. grabbing milk that's been sitting there or like his 92 creamers <laughs> uh, uh, and, and just like all of that kind of stuff. But anyway, uh-huh. um, okay, so Wawa, that's a, that's, I think that's the first yeah. time I heard yeah. Wawa. Threw you for yeah. a loop, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, See? threw me for yeah, a loop. But well, that's what others there for. That's why I say other. Um, <laughs> when it comes to thanking people, thank you card or thank you email? Ah, the intention's always good, but it ends up being a thank you email. Okay, gotcha. I, meaning good that I would probably like to write them a card, but I've got awful handwriting. Aha. Uh-huh. So email's better. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good excuse. Uh, mm-hmm. When it comes to learning and reading, hardcover, tablet, or audiobook? Hardcover. Hardcover. Now, do you like, mm-hmm. like, like the, are you one of those people that like, likes the smell and all that stuff? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if it's definitely the smell. It's it's the having it in my hands and like being able to like underline stuff and like, yes. you know look okay. at it, really study it. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that a lot. What's your next big goal? 
my next big goal is to really um, go hands down in even more into video and have that as, as a big part of the company um, as we grow and getting more team members. So yeah. build out your video so production in and your video content in. Exactly. Yep. I like yeah. It. It's just, there's, you know, we talked, we talked a little bit earlier about diversifying and, and omnipresence. And I mean, it, from a social media agency standpoint, I think it's, it's really important to have the capabilities to serve clients in a lot of different directions. Um, right. and being that video is so huge. It's so important that that become even a bigger element of and core of what we do for our clients. Got it. Last yeah. question. One day with any mentor, who would that person be? Mari Smith. Lover Mari to Smith. Great. Oh, we got to make that happen. Shout out to Mari Smith. Somebody who's listening that knows Mari Smith. Mari Smith needs yeah. a phone. Uh, Shannon Lloyd needs some one-on-one time, Skype, Zoom, whatever you got with Mari Smith. I want, I'm putting that energy out there. We're going to make, Thank we're going to make that happen. We're going to make that happen. That would be so amazing. <laughs> All right. This is it. This is our final, 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 final. And you know what that means? It means we're talking about entrepreneurship trivia. Now, oh boy, I'm going to give you a multiple choice question. You've got a, I mean, you've got a 33% chance of getting this right. So <laughs> are you ready? Odds are somewhat good. <laughs> yes. All right. Are you, are you ready? Uh, you got to win this new washing machine here. Okay, here we go. Oh. Who said the following? Entrepreneurship brings us hope. Here are your choices. Richard Branson, Gary Vaynerchuk, or Damon John? Damon John. Damon John, is that your final answer? Yes. Wow, you're pretty good at this. It was Damon John, in fact. <laughs> I got to get some sound faves. effects. Woo! <laughs> you know what? Actually, I'm gonna say, I'd like to have him mentor me. Bring it on. <laughs> no, no, you <laughs> already awesome. Now, see, there you go. You said <laughs> Poor Mari Smith. Here she was getting ready to email you and Can call you. And you sold it down the road for Damon John. So, <laughs> Listen, Jenna, I'm going to take two you. mentors. <laughs> you want to take the mentors yeah every listen every good entrepreneur right it's yep. it, what's the saying the saying is thankful never satisfied right so you can be thankful right. but you can always want to move for more shannon super exciting to have you on the show today I, i'm so glad uh we were able to to get you on thank you it's been a pleasure and and always how, fun talking with you Corey. How do, how do people get in touch with you uh, well, they can visit me uh, on my website, which is thesocialginger.com. And, of course, all of my social media channels all under Social Ginger. Uh, so would love to have you visit. And, yeah, you can reach out to me. My email's on there as well. would love to answer any questions you might have. I love – I want to commend you on something um, because when I ask people that question, I love the fact that you know that we don't have to say WWW anymore. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I'll say, hey, how, what's, your, what's your website? And they'll go WWW. And I just say, yeah, you don't have to do that anymore. You could just say, you know, <laughs> thesocialginger.com and, and, and the technology will work itself out. Shannon, thank you for yeah. joining the show today. Absolutely. Thank you. As I close out today's episode, I'm asking that you subscribe to my podcast to get the latest episodes as soon as they are released. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a review. And if not, just keep it to yourself. And if you've heard something today that you think can help someone you know, then I encourage you to share it. Finally, if you are a business owner that is ready to become a fearless entrepreneur, then head on over to my website, fearlesswithcory.com 
to learn more about the most comprehensive business growth support system for entrepreneurs on the planet. I'm Corey Mosley, and this has been another episode of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. Thank you.